0: Welcome to Conscious Physician Medicine and Psychedelics, where we give voice to experts and people in the community using psychedelics as medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Lita Fitemi. Thanks for being here. I want to welcome everyone to the next delicious conversation we're going to have on the Conscious Physician Medicine and Psychedelics Podcast. I have the pleasure of having Dr. Nushin Ranjbar here with me, who is a dear friend and an incredible psychiatrist, human advocate, philanthropist. It's been a pleasure to have gotten to know you, Nushin June, over the past couple of years. We got connected during the revolution that's happening in Iran. The woman life freedom movement and revolution that is shaking the world and I got to know her work through Center for Mind-Body Medicine and Integrative Psychiatry and you are a wealth your wealth Dr. Ranjabat and I'm so happy that we we're able to finally get our schedules together and have a conversation um, to help serve serve our community at this moment of um, trauma and challenges and darkness and change that's happening. So please tell us about you. Greetings,
1: good morning, good afternoon, good evening. (laughs) Uh, it is an absolute honor and delight to spend time with a friend and colleague during a time when things are wilder and wilder by the day. And uh, I feel like these spaces end up nurturing me for to help me with all the other moments of the day when uh, things perhaps are not always so so smooth and flowing and loving. So uh, yes, so I am so happy to be here and to um, share from the heart about what might be useful for the listeners and speakers as each of you uh, navigate just like we do, <laughs> in you know, every moment of how to how to keep our center, how to find meaning amidst suffering and pain, how to support each other, and be in our wisest self possible when we are also in midst of fight or flight or freeze or a shock or whatever we are feeling as a normal human being going through very abnormal situations.
0: Yeah. And you know, with that, let's get into it. What is the first thing? What is the first tool you give someone who is in the midst of fight or flight?
1: Mm -hmm. So, you know, my... What I've learned and continued experience is that the more stressed we are, the less embodied we feel. And so, I used to start with the breath, but now I start with grounding and feeling our bodies on the earth and and then going to breath. Because you can be in your head and try to breathe. <laughs> I don't know; it doesn't work very well. So, um, so I invite people to. Can we just do that together?
0: Maybe please, at the start. Please, yes.
1: Just uh, you know, if you're sitting or standing, sometimes I like to do the standing just to allow for even more movement. Um, but I invite. Uh, Whoever wants to participate to just sitting or standing, feel the body, the feet on the ground. If you can be barefoot, even better. And allow the sensations at the bottom of the feet or if you're sitting, any part of your body that is touching the floor, the earth to be a reminder that you belong, that this incredible planet, Mother Earth, is holding us, holding you like a great loving mother, through the power of gravity, hugging, hugging our bodies close to herself, and not letting us go. So just imagine, and you can close your eyes or you can have your gaze to be inwards so your attention is to yourself. But as you feel the the connection between the parts of the body that are touching the chair, the floor, the earth, um, allow those sensations to settle Settle the body's energy to being here and now. And sometimes when I do that, I also like to imagine being like a strong tree with my roots, with your roots, running down into the belly of the earth. And the rest of you, like the branches and the trunk and the flowers and the fruits and the leaves of the tree, spreading out into the world around you, but truly rooted, supported into nature, into this incredible mother, the earth.
2: And then
1: connect with your breath. Allow noticing the sensations of the sign of life that's with us from the very first moment we come into the world as little babies and take our first breath. Through every up and down, every moment of every day of our life, all the way to our final breath. So just acknowledge that we are breathing right now. And there's so many different ways to breathe in different cultures and different techniques and different traditions. One of them is to breathe in the nose and out the mouth. So I invite you to take a few breaths in through your nose, out through your lips and allow the belly to expand like a balloon with each breath in, just like that baby that's a newborn and lying on their back and you can see the belly rising and falling. And as you breathe out, Allow the belly to shrink like a shrunken balloon. And then again, at your own pace, allowing the muscles of your belly to be soft, so your chest can fully expand and fully contract. And perhaps imagine as you breathe in that every cell of your body is inviting in fresh oxygen, fresh nourishment, hope, light. And as you breathe out, imagine every cell of the body releasing tension, worry, Exhaustion, fatigue, whatever, whatever is ready to be released. Just take another moment or two, knowing that as you breathe, you're really massaging internal organs, the liver and the abdomen and your lungs and your diaphragm is stretching and your heart and your kidneys and your bladder. So really resetting every part just through compassionate, aware breathing. So another moment or two, sometimes I like to add a little movement to it. So as you breathe in, you can bring your arms up. And as you breathe out, you can gently lower them. And maybe imagine having a a bubble of protection created with your longest finger as you circle around with the in-breath and the out-breath. And then when you're ready, coming back to the heart, noticing the body planted, grounded on this precious earth. And then if you'd like, if your eyes were closed, you can open them. And before you go on to the next thing, just notice your environment, notice you know, where you are, the colors that you see, the shapes around you, the objects, sounds, aromas, orient yourself. Sometimes when we do this before and after, things actually look a little different. Our perspective, our body energy can shift a little bit.
0: And and welcome back. Thank you so much for that. I needed that. Me too. <laughs> this is selfless and selfish work all at the same time because we all need it. <laughs> all need it, and it doesn't even matter if you know you have practices or not. The more you do it, the more you recognize that you need it more. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to share what I was feeling. You know, I, I did stand up and do the exercise with you, if you really do feel more grounded and with the visualization of the tree, I love the rooting uh, that comes from that. And thank you for finishing with the bubble created by our own movement and arms. That was wonderful. And allowing the breath and allowing to breathe with ease and however you want because in different cultures there are different ways to breathe and so um, I feel more grounded and you're right you know when you open up your eyes what I see you know I'm looking out the window uh, into our backyard and we have sunflowers that are you know almost wilting but they're still pretty bright and yellow and beautiful and They're even more beautiful and they're more bright. Everything seems more bright. So, thank you for bringing us back into the moment, into the environment that we're in, feeling the textures, the sounds, the smells, and our bodies. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Now I have to think about what questions I have for you. (laughs) I'm too calm now. you know, share with us, you know, what other tools do you, do you see that maybe that you use in your practice that, you know, help anxiety? Let's stay there for a moment because I'm thinking about other things that we will talk about such as how do I come up for air and not just be constantly sucked in the nightmare. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) we experienced this together last year at this time. I remember with with the Iranian revolution and it was so challenging and it was so important to have each other, you know, to call up and be like, oh, it was a horrific day today. And to know that... Yes, we want to be connected with what's happening, but at the same time, we need to come up for air. And what I really saw in doing that last year and throughout the year is with me having better energy, I was able to be more present with the people who needed it the most inside and I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, you know,
1: I the first thought that comes is uh, none of us are going to survive this alone. <laughs> so might as well, you know, really practice our community building and connecting sisters and brothers and elders and children to um, to really... Create safe spaces where we can first have our nervous system kind of calm down from that place of go, 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 hyperactive, hyper hyper aware, hyper uh, vigilant. Because when we're around people we trust and we feel safe with and we can share stories with and we can be authentic with that itself shifts the nervous system. And so when we have those spaces, then when we need to make a decision or pick a path or whatever, it's actually easier to access that part of the brain that can, you know, be a little wiser <laughs> to say, I need to do this or no, this. I need to say no to this or now it's time to rest or now it's time to take a break or start a new company or, you know, get a new job, like all those decisions require us to be in a wise place. And I feel like certainly for me and so many people I know having networks and communities and spaces where they feel supported, where we feel supported can can be the beginning um, or foundation for practicing, keeping ourselves accountable, reminding each other, being a support when someone is down or needs a little break. So community, community, community. Um, And then the other piece that I'm finding more and more need for focus is the physical body and uh, shaking, vibration. Uh, I was just learning about um, the trauma release exercises and, and getting familiar with that variation of shaking and vibration. But the reality is that fear, anxiety, uh, agitation sits in ourselves, sits in our physical organs, just like it sits on our mind and, you know, makes us feel agitated and, and chaotic. And the body has the capacity to release that energy much better than the mind has. So... To use the body and move the body in ways that shakes off stress, fear, anxiety, agitation on a regular basis. And, you know, humans have been doing this for thousands of years through you know, African drumming and dancing and Persian, you know, moving the shoulders and the powwows for the native people. And like, it's amazing how our ancestors have shook their bodies regularly all the time. <laughs> and um, and I'm reminded that when uh, uh, Dr. David Berselli was in one of the Afghanistan or Iraqi uh, bomb shelters, and was looking at the body of little children versus the body of the adults in the bomb shelter, the children's bodies were shaking, their knees were shaking, their bodies were shaking, the adults rigid, you know, frozen, (laughs) you know, trying to keep control. And so even not just our ancestors, but when we were little, (laughs) when we had fear, we would shake. And, and it's the, one of the most foundational parts of releasing stuck energy, you know, evolutionarily. And so to learn how to do that um, is an incredible skill. Um, and, um, and I think it's something we need to all learn how to do regularly and, uh, and teach other people um, and then do it every day especially after a stressful situation. So so that the body releases things before going on to the next thing and the next thing. Because otherwise the the cortisol, the adrenaline, the stress just, you know, adds to the next event and the next event and the next event. And the next thing we know, we can't sleep at night or, you know, we can't control our mind, you know, the way we want to. Um, so the body can really help.
0: And taking those little breaks, right? To shake, to dance, to stomp your feet. You know, the day of the day this war was declared, of course, felt all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of resurgence of what we felt last year. Just human suffering so so deeply felt and so many of our friends. You know, last year, this time we're getting ready to go to Israel and to visit friends. And and so, you know, reaching out to friends there, making sure everyone's okay um, on all sides, right? On all sides and then really feeling for the Iranian people who've experienced this for 45 years now. And the next night we had had tickets to draw Kick Murphy's, my for my daughter. She's the one that take, takes us to all the concerts. But you know, the interrupters came on first, and we danced hard. I needed it so bad. I was holding on to so much. We danced, we shook, we stomped our feet we screamed, we danced together, me and my daughter. It was true healing. We clapped hard. And then, you know, you're chanting all together in this community. And you mentioned the powwows and the Persians dancing, you know, with their shoulders and their hips and shaking all together. So the combination of community and shaking and dancing, it is It's a part of our blood, right? And, but we're very far apart from it right now. And we have been for so long. So man, that community piece, like just having dance parties, just having dance parties, we need more of them to come together, listen to music that's familiar to all of us and dance together. You know, I I do that with my clients also. It's one of the prescriptions I give them. When they laugh at first, they're like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, do it, do it, whatever it means to you. Do it in the morning after you wake up, do it at night before you go to bed. So you release. Do you have any particular, you know, suggestions regarding shaking? Because that's something new for a lot of people. Shall we do it together? (gasps) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Shaking is not something you talk about.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. But here we There's are. There's no <laughs> way to describe it. Um,
1: so, yes, I will. Since most people are listening, I'm going to play the music and give the instruction beforehand. And then we can just for four minutes, three minutes, we can follow the instructions and see what happens.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So, um so what I invite you all to do, even before the music comes on, just for practice, is again, um, you can do this standing or sitting, you can be on a wheelchair, you can be, you know, only have a few parts of your body that you're ready to do this with and not the others. This really like make your own kind of thing. So honor your body's needs and your pains and aches, whatever you need to, to be mindful. But um, just as an example, if you're standing up, um, have your feet about shoulder width apart. Again, notice your feeling of your feet on the earth, just like we did earlier, just grounding. And then um, have your knees uh, a little bent so that when the shaking begins, Um, the knees can be kind of like the catalyst to get the body to different parts of the body to shake. You can see my voice is even shaking as I'm as I'm doing it. And so you can, you know, once the music comes on, you can have, you know, your your fingers and your wrists and your elbows and your shoulders just begin to shake to the music and we'll just do it together and see what happens because the experience is so much better than hearing about it <laughs> and um, so i'm going to share my sound
2: thank you tikamu take your body Allow your eyes to close if you'd like so you're attending to experience and not to anyone or anything around you. And shake from the knees, the hips, the belly, the shoulders. Maybe make noises. Allow your voice to shake. Ah. Even laughter is a way to shake your voice and your diaphragm. Ah. This is what laughter yoga is all about. Shaking the diaphragm. Don't forget your jaw, your head. Good. You can do it as or as rapidly as you want. I like to bend a little bit. Just notice what it feels like to shake while slightly bent forward. Good. Imagine cat or dog and it's wet and you're shaking off all the water from every part of your fur. Or imagine you're a Persian carpet and you've gotten really dusty and you're shaking all the dust off. Good. One Don't worry, whatever. I guess. Don't forget the jaw, don't forget the head, shoulders.
1: And just take a moment without going on to your next activity and just notice the breath moving in and out. Notice your body being held by the earth. Rooted like that tree. Strong, vibrant. Settled. Held. And if emotions come up, or sensations come up without judgment, without questioning. Just allow them to be and to move. Sometimes when I do this, tears come. Sometimes anger is released. Sometimes you feel tired or really awake, just notice what you feel and what it's like to be in this quiet space followed by movement. And then, if you would like, We can go to just a couple of minutes of allowing your body to move to whatever way it wants to with a different song. And I can choose a song here now, but in the future, you can choose your own song and just allow your body to move in a free way where the shaking was more of a structured movement and this one is more of just a free free movement of your body however it wants to Don't
2: worry about a thing Bom
1: back to your body to your breath maybe reorienting to your surroundings and if you like to write or to draw or to just share how what your body's telling you what sensations or feelings or processes are moving, it's really nice to, you know, express in a creative way because over time we can see movement um, of what we feel, what we notice. There's no right or wrong and, um, and that can add to the releasing as we write or draw or, you know, in some way express and share to somebody else what happened for us.
0: So powerful, so powerful, Dr. Ranjbar. It's, you know, we um, oftentimes we gravitate towards a pill or a something to take quickly, to feel differently. Um, And all you gotta do is shake a little, shake for four minutes a day to dance to a song. Um, to be together um, and and to take breaks and to take breaks. We're not meant to be so easily accessible all the time and so distracted constantly. Our brains have not adjusted to the technology that we have. Um, and it really does break up those routines of, you know, the mind that is the amygdala just going crazy. And then, and I love how with each exercise, what you do is let's come back to the breath. Let's come back to the body. Let's come back to where you are, because we're not using these as tools of dissociation. We're using these as tools of association, of engagement into the present. And, you know, we look around and yes, a percentage of the world is hurting and suffering in a nightmarish, horrific way. Majority, I would say 90, 95%, you open your eyes and everything is okay. And for us, all of us to put that energy out there for the five to 10% who are suffering significantly, I think we need that. We need that collective energy uplift to say, you know, the present moment can be okay and it is okay, I, I am okay. And connecting with ourselves that way, you know? Um, I oftentimes talk about how the energy that I feel within me, it, is, it reverberates throughout the universe. And if I'm constantly visualizing, seeing the worst of the worst that's happening, then I feel extremely down and sad and depressed. And yes, all those feelings are human, but for us to be able to feel and let go, is the art of living and to learn about ourselves in those challenging situations, then we can uplift ourselves. And in doing so, that energy is also rippled out throughout the world. I wonder what your feelings are about that.
1: (laughs) I'm just so, um, so loving this conversation. You know, the the thing that stands out for me is that the energy of historical trauma, oppression, colonization, wars that our planet has been going through for I don't know how long, that energy distances us from our bodies, from the earth, and from each other. And then it creates more of those things, more oppressions and more wars and more dissociations and and more judgments and criticisms. And so the antidote to being an oppressor or being oppressed, being the colonizer or feeling colonized, being the fighter or on one side or the other side or the third side is the reconnection of the mind and the body and so mind, body, spirit, medicine is a way to advocate for peace it's an a way to advocate for a wiser way to be going forward because stress and trauma just produces more stress and trauma uh, so so yeah, it's it's amazing. And you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, it's these people over there, but the universe is connected, so <laughs> the energy moves. <laughs> I mean, we see examples of it is, you know, I might see something on TV and I might unintentionally act out my anger on my child or my spouse. And it's not because I'm experiencing, you know, war right now, but I'm connected you know, on an energy level through what I see and what I hear and what I feel in the world. And and so it's so powerful to raise children and raise ourselves and retrain our brains and our nervous system to stand up for peace within because there is no other way.
0: I love that you say stand up for peace within. Yes, yes. We have to. Those boundaries, we have to set those boundaries for ourselves to to create that peace within. And and you know, the the individual unit and the family unit, then the keeps getting bigger, right? But if that individual we take that responsibility of, oh, you know what, I am powerful. And with great power comes great responsibility as an individual, and really taking that upon ourselves to say, I need to create the container of self love and peace for myself. I need it, and I will create it for myself because that is the only time that I can truly serve. It's only from that space that we can serve and the three things that keep coming up for me is you know love and boundaries go together and peace of course so i put peace and love together and boundaries because if we don't have a boundary you know in this Physical realm, like this tissue box wouldn't exist for me to take the tissues. This tissue wouldn't exist, period. This computer wouldn't exist for us to be able to have this conversation or a cup of water. The cup wouldn't exist as a container to be able to feed me that water or feed myself that water. And so it's a great responsibility when you recognize that each individual is powerful and we're responsible for how the rest of the world feels so doing these using these tools that we have freely right freely we have but to utilize them to see it as a responsibility that you know what my shaking once a day is a responsibility to myself and from a place of love and peace And creating that container.
1: You're reminding me of this wonderful organization that I have been part of and supported over the past 20 years called Together Beyond Words uh, that was created by uh, an Israeli Jewish woman and a Palestinian Christian woman. And they bring women from from both sides of the conflict to the U.S. and other places and support them in deep emotional healing, in leadership building uh, for peace. And I remember about 20 years ago, I was at the Omega Institute in New York with them, and San, who's um, who's the Jewish woman, was sharing about why this emotional release and shaking and movement is so important and uh and she was saying that um you know just like from when we were children we practice and learn that if we don't brush our teeth we kind of start to feel yucky um and it's hard to go to sleep cuz it's like oh i haven't brushed my teeth i got to go and brush, that needs to be the same for emotional release every day. So because a lot of times what happens is we feel anger, hurt, disappointment, you know, grief, whatever. And then it just stays, you know, the energy stays in our body. And then the next day, there's like yet another thing. And especially when you live in war zones where there's trauma every single moment, like there is no break to then like go you know get help find a therapist you know god forbid there's actually enough therapists to to meet that level of need so practices that release and cleanse and detox emotions out of the body daily need to be part of like how we brush our teeth every night and and it really hit home for me because i grew up during the iran iraq war and no one taught me to you know, I don't think I brushed my teeth every night either, because I was worried about, you know, who knows what. But certainly, I didn't learn to release emotions every day, and um, and that's something I think we all need to learn.
0: That's something we all need to learn. One hundred percent. It should be part of schooling. You know, I and I've really taken it on since my own journey of all of it right you carry all this all your life and then i became super burnt out and you know through that and through the darkness i was able to find light i had guides and i had you know medicines to help me along the way but it took decades decades of just not really knowing what am i doing consciously that's helping me and what's not and now i'm really Bring it in, in, into my family. So if we get angry uh, or we have an argument, we all get up and shake it off. You know, even with my three year old, he he's so sweet. He'll breathe with us. He will. And sh- and you know, I'm just experimenting. No one taught me to do this, right? But I'm like, if it's working for me, and it's so simple. Why are we not teaching our children how to regulate their emotions? Emotions are fine. You know, and in in our Iranian culture, we also learn that emotions are not okay, right? So navigating that, like, how do I say, no, this really sucks, or not talking about any of it, right? Saying, no, no thank you, or hearing the no thank you from the other side. But emotional regulation, it's a centerpiece to our uh, being wise humans, being wise beings on this earth who can be together with wisdom and with peace. What else do we want in this world? That's it. Do you have any meditations that... I know you're full of just amazingness. (laughs) (laughs) meditations that um, point us towards a beautiful world because, you know, on the same token of regulating our energies and how it affects everyone, I also believe that if we have a shared collective imagination about world peace, then we'll go there. And we know historically that about 3.5% of the population in any particular group is what you need to switch that. So why not put this meditation out there for world peace and invite and you know, make that a, make that a, a goal for humanity to get to that 3.5% So we can turn on the switch. In that direction but I would love to hear your meditation if you have one
1: (laughs) sure I can't think of anything better to do in this moment than to dream of something a lot better (laughs) (laughs) you know it's interesting because uh imagery is one of the most powerful medicines within us Because truly our physiology can't tell if we are living something or if we are, if our brain is imagining it. And that could be a really horrible thing that we imagine. Our physiology will respond. And if when we imagine peace uh, and sounds and colors and shapes and images that remind us of that our physiology also responds as if we are actually experiencing it and um so i you know within the realm of mind body spirit medicine i think imagery is one of the most powerful so i invite you to join me for just a few minutes perhaps we can go on a little journey together And you can add your own music or no music to this if you wish to use it whenever you need it. You can create your own version. But I invite you to settle in with your body on the earth where you are. Notice your feet planted on this mother earth. Notice sensations of the parts of your body that are in touch with the chair or the floor. Feeling supported by Mother Earth. And allow your eyes to close or find a gentle gaze somewhere on the ground so your attention is to yourself into this incredibly magical world within away from all the hustle and bustle on the outside and in this quiet place also notice your breath moving in And moving out. And allow your system to be cleansed as the breath rejuvenates your body, your mind. And now I invite us, I invite you to see yourself in a space, in a home, in a world where things feel peaceful. If you are a nature person, Imagine you are in a place in nature where things feel serene, full of life, peaceful and safe. Or if you're inside your home or another space, Imagine yourself surrounded by things and colors and shapes that are comforting, safe, nurturing, and peaceful. And then I invite you to look around this place that you're in and notice the things that help you feel nurtured and at peace. Or aromas that are particularly calming and soothing to your system. or sounds that are calming and soothing. If you would like other people or animals to be in that space, to support you, to feel even more peaceful, even safer, even more comfortable, Allow those beings to come around you, to be in your presence. And if there's anything around you that you would like to not have around you, or any person, or any energy, you can remove that. And take another breath or two. Maybe enjoying what it's like to be feeling at peace, safe, supported. And then imagine that every animal, every child... Every human being, every bird, every fish has the same opportunity to feel supported, safe, cared for, at peace, nurtured. Perhaps first you can imagine your immediate community and family, people you know, having that experience. Your pets, your favorite animals, having the experience of being completely safe, peaceful, cared for, protected, And then see if you can continue to widen and widen and expand that circle around you. To the city you live in, the country you live in, the continent you live in. And each time you expand the circle See if you can imagine every two-legged child and adult, every animal, every pet, every part of nature being embraced in safety, nurturance, peace, protection, and then see if you can continue to expand that circle to another country, to another continent, to another region, to another part of the world. if you can keep going and going until you can surround the same image and sensation of safety, peace, nurturance, protection to the entire planet, no matter where An animal, or a human, or a body of water, or a mountain, or a house, is. Imagine nature being replenished. Imagine the oceans being clearer, the waters being healthy for the fish. Environment being healthy for children everywhere to breathe good, fresh air, to have good, healthy, nutritious food, to be able to play and grow into healthy humans. And I invite you in the last few moments to continue to invite your image, your imagination, to spread through the entire globe, regardless of any division, any boundary, any belief system, any age, any gender, And when you're ready, perhaps imagine hugging the globe in a loving, kind, protective mother bear way, if you'd like. Surrounding that sense of Imagining peace, imagining everyone's needs being met in a good way. Everyone having plenty of what is what they need to live in a good way. Everyone's consciousness rising to the point where they... Can feel truly human, be treated as fully human, and treat others as fully human. And then allow yourself to perhaps take a couple more breaths. Cleansing. Nurturing yourself. Perhaps in through the nose and out through the lips. Knowing you can come back to some version of imagery to... Support your efforts towards deeper peace, deeper compassion, deeper advocacy, deeper wisdom. Both for your own emotional, physical, mental, spiritual well-being, but also for every other living being on the planet. And then when you're ready, notice your feet back on the ground. Notice your body sensations that you belong here now that you are filled with gifts and treasures that can be of service to others as well as to yourself and your family. And then gently notice your own physical sensations if you need to move or shift or stretch any part of your precious body and then allow your eyes to open if they were closed and come back to our beautiful time together.
0: Thank you. Wow. This, this has been quite the session, Mishin. <laughs> Thank you. We've needed this so much. Well, I have, let me tell you oh maybe we should have an interview more often I'm so honored and I you know I I know I know there's
1: so much to do and yet what a what a gift to to take time and share and you know just for our own sake and
0: for everyone else's sake (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely what else would you like to share before we close? I think we're going to need a part two. <laughs> you do need a part two, one hundred. So, what do you do next Friday? <laughs>
1: I'll be on my way to New York to present on our Iran work at the Academy of American American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry in New York City. <laughs> Uh, so if anybody is out in New York and wants to support the Iran initiative to bring peace and mind-body practices to our brothers and sisters in Iran, Afghanistan, and any other Farsi speakers around the planet, you are so welcome to support us and to support the people. Um,
0: Please you know, tell us how we can do that, Nushin.
1: You know, the Center for Mind-Body Medicine is a nonprofit out of Washington, D.C. that was started by um, Dr. James Gordon, who is a psychiatrist. And um, they do train the trainer model of peace building through mind-body medicine all over the place, from post-9-11 to Kosovo and Gaza to Israel to South Sudan to Haiti after the earthquake so they, are, um, they really get invited to go into a country or space that is at war or in huge crisis, which sadly there is way too many to count. Um, and since COVID, they do all their programmings virtually, so they actually don't even have to go to those places, um, which in the case of Iran, it has been incredible because I have been outside Iran for 35 years and could not provide the service if I actually had to go there in person. So we train hundreds of um, people from all different walks of life and places in the world, and in my case, uh, specifically Iranians and other Farsi-speaking individuals, to learn these methods for themselves, for their own stress and trauma and burnout and support, and then they hold circles to support children and adults in their communities for weeks and weeks and weeks. And they receive supervision and support and mentorship and guidance and a lot of training. And yes, so there are ways that you can make a tax deductible donation to the Center for Mind Body Medicine to support scholarships for hundreds of people who. Uh, are on waiting lists to want to bring this work to their schools or their village or their setting in refugee camps in different parts of Europe, um, in America and Canada and in our good old Iran and Afghanistan. So if you'd like to do that, um, you know, I can't think of anything better to support. <laughs> but I'm a little biased because it's really been foundational, this work for me as a psychiatrist and as a fellow Iranian-American woman. So I invite you. Every little bit helps, and we um, we need a lot of people to come together to support a peace-building way of of being
0: and we need this today more than ever we knew we needed it right yeah yeah thank you for doing what you do dr ranjbar you're a treasure you're a gem you're a gift to this world and thank you for doing what you do and training and bringing peace to this world that's really what you do every day thank you from the bottom of my heart to yours.
1: Thank you for having me. And I wish you and everyone who's listening a life filled with peace and wisdom and community and love and raising consciousness.
0: Yes, yes. We're in it together. Mm. <laughs> together is better. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> One, two...